Welcome to the very first episode of the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast. Uh, this is a podcast that's going to be uh, talking about everything Wrestle Strong Dojo. We're going to be talking about some reviews, uh, some previews, and along the way, maybe even get a chance to chat to some uh, wrestlers within the organization uh, to get an idea on uh, what's going on there. Uh, for the very first episode, I'm joined by Sean. Yeah, thank you very much, Elliot. It's great to be here, and uh, well, I'm looking forward to reviewing all the good stuff we've been able to see on Fight TV. Uh, yes, and that's a good point you made. Uh, Wrestle Strong Dojo is on Fight TV. Download the Fight TV app. Uh, look them up, Wrestle Strong Dojo. You'll be able to see the first four episodes up there. Uh, new episodes are coming out every Sunday at 9 o'clock, and that's where you'll be able to see all the action. Um, so as I said, we're going to be uh, reviewing the last month uh, for Wrestle Strong Dojo. Um, just the thoughts so far, what you've seen, Sean? Uh, to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very impressed with some of the editing. Uh, I've seen some of the uh, more independent shows before. And yeah, good wrestling, but... The amount of cut, not just cut shots, the amount of actual camera angles for the in-ring stuff is fantastic. And they've done really good with character development so far. I don't want to say too much yet because I'd like to discuss uh, some of my favourites so far. Um, there are definitely some standouts for me personally in the show. But uh, I'm really impressed with what wrestles. I'm genuinely surprised at how good, not perfect, they are, have some things they can work on. But other than, other than the little things, I think they're doing a great show. Oh, look, I completely agree with you. Um, you watch this, uh, you watch Wrestle Strong on Fight TV and think, man, these guys are, this is definitely worth being on Fight TV, that's for sure. Oh, look, and good on Fight TV for uh, taking a chance with an Australian promotion. And uh, not, not only have they taken a chance, but thankfully the Australian promotion, Wrestle Strong Dojo, who, who do great work, I've been to every one of their shows, um, they have really knocked it out of the park with their debut episodes. I'm, I'm really impressed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm um, really looking forward to talking about what we've um, been able to watch over the last month. Uh, just quickly too, Sean and I, just a couple of wrestling fans. As Sean said himself, he's been to a lot of their Wrestle Strong Dojo shows. Every show. Haven't missed one. I've been uh, lucky enough to go to a couple um, and always been impressed with everything I've seen. So for it to be on Fight TV, once again, very excited and very excited to be talking about it. Yeah, oh, Same to me too. Uh, thankfully, not only do I've got to live the shows and now I get to watch uh, very good episodes on Fight TV. Yep. And uh, once I get the show started, we're going to talk about the very first episode, um, week one in Wrestle Strong Dojo. Um, there were three matches on the card. I believe it was uh, called Origination. Origination, yes, yes, yep. yes, you're correct there. Um, and the first match was for was a match in the heavyweight tournament, uh, which saw Jace Chalmers uh, taking on DB Robertson. Um, you know, very good match, back and forward. Uh, match went nine minutes, 57 seconds. Um you know, looked like DB was starting to get the upper hand. Had Jace in the corner, went to whip him from the corner. Unfortunately, Jace was able to uh, counter into a movie called The Executive Decision, and uh, DB had no choice but to um, submit. I thought it was a great way to start Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Yep, definitely uh, kicked it off with a banger there. Uh, both blokes really brought it, brought it tough. 
um, laid their stuff in. Uh, they look good. Some good grappling, some good countering. Uh, whatever they're doing at WrestleStrong Dojo, these guys uh, are really bringing it out in the ring. And fans were involved. Uh, well, involved, sorry. The fans were uh, not involved, thankfully. Uh, fans were enthralled. Uh, you could hear him coming through, how excited they were for um, for DB. Uh, he looked great too. Jeez, his assessment, that guy. He's like, yeah, he is... Um, he's definitely... He's got the... Um credentials to be a uh, top pro wrestler that's for sure oh yeah and jace he looks apart too he's a big boy strong uh used all his skill uh, obviously a few uh underhanded tactics but hey by the looks and sounds things he's a bad guy that's what bad guys do well it's what you expect from someone from the eastern suburbs oh, um, oh just just hearing the eastern suburbs yeah Ooh. yeah Ooh. we all know what it's about <laughs> so um yeah and another thing too db robinson uh, from what I hear, hasn't exactly been in the um, in the game for that long. You wouldn't tell, though. You wouldn't tell. He's uh, he looks comfortable in the ring. Mm. Uh, he's quite athletic, and he's got some chops when it comes to grappling. So I look forward to seeing more DB in the ring. Oh, me too. Uh, before we go ahead, too, I must must say that the uh, the show open the graphics. Oh, fantastic! I, lo- I love a little package with the opening, with the show and the highlights. But the graphics to start with, the Panther running through the logo, love got it. The, uh, got the music going too. Um, it's catchy. Yeah. I was yeah, it's I was catchy. I was very surprised, and I was like, wow! I was looking at this and thinking, man, that's like this is top quality stuff, and it's a good thing that they got the top quality wrestling to um, to back it up too. Yeah, and it was nice to also hear from the our commentators put a face to the name. We had Amy Action and uh, the Problem Child uh, Jake. Yes, he's uh, <laughs> he, they're, they're uh, quite the combo actually. So no, it was very good. good it was good to, good to hear them in the match. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the first match. Two thumbs up from me. Oh, definitely, me too. Uh, then we go on to our next match where we had uh, Mindy Meltdown and Rebecca Rumble. They uh, issued a challenge. Mm-hmm to the uh, Wrestle Strong Dojo locker, uh, basically challenging anyone at the back to um, to come out. And uh, who was it that actually came out and accepted the challenge? <laughs> None other than uh, old Banjo Powers. Oh, Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yes, uh, Chainsaw has been around the Australian uh, scene for a while. He has wrestled overseas as well. Uh, Banjo Powers, new to our screens, but... Definitely a character. Oh, definitely he, a character. he looks like he's about to jump off the screen. I love his energy. Uh, looks great. Jesus, those abs are almost painted on. <laughs> he they, looks in tremendous shape. Oh, you, you, you think DV looks good. I mean, you just look at um, uh, old Banjo. You think man, he makes um, DV want to put a shirt on, I think. Oh, yeah. Put a, exactly. Put a shirt on. Something about shirts and abs is just some, it's weird there. But uh, Banjo, looking great. Uh, but then, uh, uh, look, seeing the girls, they, they come, they're strong. They're here to, here to really uh, lay down the law. Yeah. So they look good, Mindy and uh, Rebecca Rumble. They did. And um, what happened here too, uh, Banjo and um, Shane Saw, they actually offered, uh, offered the ladies a chance to bring in another um, wrestler. Um, make it a handicap match. Ended up mm-hmm. being three on two. And who came out? Alex Irvine. Awkward Alex Irvine himself. Uh, he's talking about characters. It, well, he may not be as uh, outlandish as a Banjo Powers. He's definitely a character, but uh, get him in the ring. Uh, awkward isn't just a nickname. He's a little awkward awkward movement around there, but uh, hey, he's got the moves. Yeah, very unique uh, style of wrestling that he has. And 
it works for him. Oh, definitely. And uh, as a team, Mindy, uh, Rebecca, and Alex, they they really worked well. Yeah. So this match went seventeen minutes twenty three seconds. Um, I probably say throughout the, most of the match, um, you know, Banjo and Shane saw had uh, probably the better of the match until it came to the end where they were able to isolate um, Banjo outside of the ring, which allowed um, all three of them to team up on Shane Saw, which ultimately led to him getting pinned when both uh, Mindy and Rebecca did, uh, what would you call that off the turnbuckle, like a assisted... I'd, you know what? I'd probably have to rewatch. I'm not sure if they named the move. Yeah, I didn't think so. That's what I was yeah. uh, looking, listen out, listening, in, listening out for. But um, yeah. So I guess you could say uh, double combination slam, almost. Yeah, combination yeah. slam, almost off the uh, second rope, and that got the job done for them. The one, two, three, and um, yeah. I guess old Shane Shane Saw wasn't too happy either. No, no, he wasn't. Um, but he should be happy with his performance in the ring. Uh, yeah. However, unfortunately, the result not for him. But I enjoyed the match. I, I thought it a great. T- I love tag team wrestling, uh, and you know these guys did a great job. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, excellent match, and then uh, brings us to the last match of the first show of Adam Carr versus Dean Draven. Um, and this is another match in the heavyweight tournament. Match going seven minutes, 20 seconds. Um, it looked like Dean was uh, setting up for the win. He went to the top rope, about to hit his uh, signature headbutt. Um, and who comes out to the ring? Genghis Kong, the monster himself. Uh, he's obvious, for those who were unaware, uh, Genghis and Dean do go back a little while. But uh, I don't think you really need to know the backstory there because, hey, it's a heavyweight tournament. Jengus is in there. He wants, to, he wants to get the win, and he sees Dean as a, uh, as a threat to his chances at the title. So I can't blame him for targeting a big man. And Dean Draven, uh, as you've, you're watching this match, he's extremely skillful. As a veteran, he knows what he's doing in there, and he's tough as nails. So... I, I don't blame Jengus for trying to get the upper hand, no matter how dastardly it was. Yeah, and unfortunately, due to the interference, the match was um, was a no contest. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, neither of neither Adam or Dean was able to take the full points out of it. They just no. got the one point each. And speaking of Adam, uh, as a mixed martial artist coming back into professional wrestling, he looked really good, especially in the grappling and stuff like that. Dean may be a veteran, uh, but Adam. He's no slouch. He did a fantastic job in there. He's one to watch. Really is one that someone to watch. I have a feeling he might be catching some people. Uh, future episodes, future matches, catching them in some submissions. Oh, for sure. You just can't, um, with some of his, with his experience uh, with mixed martial arts, you just, um, you know, that's just going to come a long way in the wrestling ring. Definitely. So, and that was the very first... Um, very first show, very first week, Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight. Um, excellent show, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, for a first show. What did you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, like I said, I was I was surprised by the quality of not just the uh, the editing, the graphics, the commentary, the matches. I knew were great because thankfully I'd seen most of those live. Yep. But being able to see everything come together 
on a screen in front of me. Wonderful. Great episode. Great start. Thank you very much for Wrestle Strong Dojo for that first one. Awesome. And that leads us into um, week two. Retaliation. Yes. And um, so uh, the show opens up with, um, you know, someone we talked about a little bit in the first episode, Shane Saw. A uh, bit of a promo there, Shane Saw. Yeah, the, sh- the Shane Saw promo. Um, loved it. Loved it. Uh, we saw a little bit of Shane Saw in week one in the ring and what he can do. Uh, I can just say, looks like the camera loves him and I'm loving seeing him on there. So Shane, uh, the more Shane Saw for me, the better. I think it's um, clear he feels as though there's a, you know, he's got to be in his bonnet with um, Russell Strong management. Um, and he's not afraid to let everybody know. No, I don't think he's going to rest on his laurels in any situation, whether no. it be in the ring or with uh, decisions by management. I want. I think Shane's hungry. Hmm. I think he's hungry for success and he's hungry for recognition and uh, he's going to let everyone know about it. Oh, so we should. And then after we see a Shane Saw promo, we have the combatants mm-hmm. of the uh, junior heavyweight gauntlet um, coming to the ring. Just um, they're just sort of showing off who's going to be in the tournament. Very similar and reminiscent of uh, what you'll get in either a Japanese tournament or uh, one of the uh, German catch style uh, tournaments that goes on. Mm. So it's good for the crowd to see who is directly in that tournament right in front of them in these gauntlets. Yeah, and this is very special too because um, it's the tournament. By the end of it, we're going to have a winner and they're going to be the very first Wrestle Strong Dojo Junior Heavyweight Champion. Not only the first junior heavyweight champion, but the first person to actually hold any championship in all of WrestleStrong Dojo. So y- this is making history. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell that with the wrestlers. They are definitely um, eager for the challenge. And so on this episode of WrestleStrong Dojo, we had the first, the first round. Um, now, originally, it was only Ryan uh, Vanilla Killer. Oh, the Vanilla uh, Killer, Ryan Miller, looking good. Mindy, Love him. Mindy Meltdown and um, and the Problem Child. Yep. But just as Ryan came out to the ring, it seemed we had a disgruntled wrestler in the back. Felt as though that she was being left out. Um, Rebecca, yeah. Rebecca Rumble came in and made herself known. And let me tell you, I wouldn't want to be uh, on her bad side. She she inje- interjected herself into the situation, and I wouldn't be able to say no. I'm mm. not going to lie, uh, because she came in like a house on fire. Well, I think any other situation, they probably would have told the wrestler to go away, but I think in this situation, they just saw this um, this quite disgruntled, disgruntled wrestler come to the ring. And hey, if you want to keep your teeth, stay out of the way. No, oh, I'd be doing the same. Um, so, uh, uh, in inserting herself into the competition, it was first up Ryan versus Rebecca Rumble. Um, unfortunately, though, um, it didn't go too well for Rebecca. Uh, match going six minutes, 21 seconds in the first round of the gauntlet match when uh, Ryan actually catches, catches her with a surprise fidget spinner fidget spin kick i love that fidget spin kick it's uh one of his specialty moves uh he hits it out of anywhere uh he's been around for a little while ryan and it's great to see him on fight tv it's great to see him have a platform because uh yeah he uh rebecca definitely brought it she was strong 
and uh, Ryan had to pull out all the stops on this one. Yeah, and un- unfortunately too for Ryan, because Rebecca inserted herself, instead of this only being two matches to get to the final, you had to uh, have three matches. So for Ryan to get through, he then would have had to have beaten another two wrestlers just to get to the final. And so the next person to come out was Mindy Meltdown. And that match only going three minutes, 53 seconds, where Mindy was able to hit her finisher on him. The Meltdown uh, leads to the one, two, three. Uh, hey, uh, I don't blame Ryan for uh, not being able to kick out there. Mindy came in, looked very strong, looked very good. Um, Ryan had already... Had his hands full mm. with Rebecca Rumble, which was a surprise for one thing. So uh, all his energy that he would have put into fighting Mindy, uh, unfortunately, wasn't there. So Mindy capitalised, and she, um, you know, she did the right thing. She got the win. Yes, and then out came the problem child. Um, now, if you've watched the problem child uh, wrestling, you know that a lot of the time it's never really going to start with a wrestling match. It's going to start with a little bit of. Um, the problem child on the mic and he used this opportunity to you know maybe offer Mindy up a uh, alternative hey, he's just uh, he's doing his job he's uh, he's trying to make sure that uh, he gets the advantage in any way possible and I'll give Jake that I really will he's uh, he makes sure that Jake's going to be number one no matter what how he gets there and uh, I thought he and uh, Mindy had a really strong match but uh, when that DDT hit, his, uh, his finisher, which is a modified DDT there, uh, was it the overdose DDT? I don't think I could kick out of it. So, yeah, so I didn't mention before that match going six minutes, 42 seconds. Um, now, obviously, the person that's going to be most advantaged in these situations is the last wrestler that comes out. And Jake quite clearly um, was the last wrestler to come out and... He basically had the advantage, and he used it to um, use it for himself in this match for sure. Oh, he took every advantage he could. And poor Ryan Miller, he was only meant to get through the first round, and yet he got an extra round put on yeah, him already. Yeah. Um, by the time we got to Mindy, he couldn't really do much, and then Jake got to come out. Mindy had already had to work through Ryan, who still fought very hard. Yep. But uh, Jake, he is experienced. Uh, he's not exactly a veteran. But he has been around. He's been around long enough, and mm. he knows he's no he knows his way around the ring. Yes. So, so it was good to see him. Crowd wasn't so happy. Um, well, you'll as we talk more about some of the shows, you'll find that um, the crowd are never really too happy when it comes to um, the problem child. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think he'll be winning any uh, popularity. Jake Gibson will not be winning the popularity contest at no. WrestleStrong Dojo anytime soon. And I think he likes it that way. I I don't think he cares. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, what happens next is that we get a. Um, I'm just trying to think. Was was that the pro? Was the promo of Elmas taking the phone call? Uh in the episode, Elmas taking the phone call from Jake. Char- oh, Jake. Sorry, my apologies. Jace Chalmers. So uh, if you ha- if you had been keeping score, Jason El Masterible both in the uh, heavyweight tournament as well, mm. and uh, it looked as though Elmas was reaching out to Jace. Uh, later on, I guess we we're going to find out why. Yeah. And so the last match uh, on this show is um, is a chance for Dean to. I guess get a little bit of revenge back on uh, Genghis Kong, mm-hmm. as we see Dean 
and Adam Fakar team up to take on the team of El Mas, Taribre and Genghis Kong. Uh, yeah. The match going 12 minutes 34 seconds. I must say, I felt as though um, the team of El Mas and Genghis Kong was a very good team. I thought they did very good. I also thought they teamed quite well, uh, rotated the, the tags quite quickly, mm. isolated the uh, their opponents. They really tried to work over on Adam. Yep, yep. Um, so it was quite a quite a strong match, and you got to admit that's a lot of beef in that ring too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, El Master Reblay's over a hundred kilos, and he mm. was probably the smallest of the four. Yeah. So that's, that's some big boys in that ring. Uh, I, I thought it was hard hitting. Yeah. Uh, I thought everybody did a great job uh, when it came to really working as a team and trying to get one over their opponents. But well, as we saw, uh, uh, sometimes when thrown together, teams can't exactly work out 100% and uh, El Masterible did eat that super kick from, oh, from his yes, own yes. man. Yes, that was unfortunate and then unfortunately not only did he have to take a super kick but he, uh, you know, he had to tap out to the cross face. So I'm not sure how Mexican medical care goes but uh, he would have to see his dentist and also his physiotherapist over back in Guadalajara. Yes, so um, yeah, so that was the last match for week number two on wrestle strong dojo once again another great show um you know we saw the the first round of the junior tag tournament which is a fantastic um the not the tag the uh junior junior, heavyweight junior heavyweight yep pardon me that's okay uh junior heavyweight and then yeah to finish with a um hard-hitting heavyweight tag match yep um you know i just think they went from they just keep getting stronger these shows and uh I really enjoyed the heavyweight. As I said before, love tag team wrestling, mm. and uh, I I thought their their tag match was uh, exactly what we needed as the main event. They are they were big boys. They took some big big bumps and some big oh, moves, yeah. but uh, they went very slow on prodding, which you can get. So yep. now once again, uh, great character mm. development this episode too. Mm. We saw more, more chainsaw. We were introduced to El Master Reblay. Saw more. We saw some banjo powers. Great guy. Uh, we got to see the two girls in Mindy Meltdown and Rebecca Rumble, Vanilla Killer, Ryan Miller. Uh, we Yeah, we saw some yeah. great people in this episode. So yeah. it's good to see character development. Yeah, and it definitely gets you excited for um, for what's to come. And then that leads us into week three, um, episode three. Running the gauntlet. Running the gauntlet. So uh, we saw part one of the gauntlet. Um, in this episode, we see part two. Um, and the first two combatants in this um, <laughs> in this uh, part of the gauntlet it was Shane Saw versus Banjo Powers, and this was a bit of a blink, blink and you miss it. <laughs> yeah, um, you just you're excited. Banjo came out and he got the crowd pumping. Yeah, uh, not necessarily in his favour, but they were pumping. He got them all rolled up and. Uh, as we said earlier, Shane Saw's a veteran. Uh, kept, didn't keep his eyes on the prize. Quick roll up. One, two, three. Ouch for Banjo. Yeah, and that was um, that match going 30 seconds. So, um, <laughs> I yeah. hope Banjo wasn't paid by the minute. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads us then into the next um, match where, you know, Alex Irvine comes out. Um, that match going 7 minutes 41 seconds. And, you know, the finish was a bit of deja vu. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, a great match. Shane Saw really um, probably dominating a lot more of this match. Yeah. Uh, we did see earlier on in an earlier episode uh, Alex and Shane being in a tag match. So maybe Shane Saw had thought about different ways, different mm-hmm. moves. He might be able to try and get a bit more uh, in tune with Alex and his awkward style. Yeah. Uh, he really was hitting some good moves, but hey, he should have known about the schoolboy. He used it himself, but Matt, he turned his back, got him, in, got him too. Yeah, and uh, and the result of that meaning Alex Irvine goes into the final of the uh, junior heavyweight championship match, uh, where he will go on to face the problem child. And uh, straight after this match, we get a bit of a promo from uh, Mr. Nate Carlo. Yeah. A A relaxed. Relaxed. uh, Definitely much more relaxed in his setting than he is in the ring from all the highlights we saw. Um, He he looks like he's uh, (laughs) an extremely strong competitor. But uh, I did enjoy seeing a bit of his his personality. Yes. And uh, I'm interested to see more Nate Carlo. So you talk about personality from uh, Nate Carlo. It's followed up by another promo by someone who seems to have an endless amount of personality in Mr. El Terrible. It's good. We were introduced to El Terrible in the previous episode uh, and looks to me that he's uh, he's trying to make, do his little Mexican charm on everybody. Yeah. Um, I don't... I, with a name like Terrible, which obviously trans- translates to terrible in our English, I don't think he's going to have the best intentions for everybody. Well, I think his, um, in the promo we saw after that, I think Almas may have thought that he already had this tournament um, sewn up, but he probably felt as though it was going to be wrestled somewhere else. Yeah, uh <laughs> <laughs> For those of you uh, keeping score at home, Elmas thought he would do a, do the old Rio de Janeiro trick and just turn up with the belt, pretending that he'd won a tournament. And uh, yeah, when he found out it was a legit tournament and he had to face uh, the aforementioned Nate Carlo, uh, yeah, let's just say he, <laughs> he didn't take it that well. No, he didn't. So um, he was quite... Upset. I actually was um, lucky enough to be there to do a quick little interview with him. It it looked uh, it, it looked awkward after he found out. Well, we were all ready to celebrate, and uh, yeah, he got a unfortunately got a phone call, which um, you know sort of put a dampener on the. Well, let, well, maybe he has to keep the champagne on ice and uh, concentrate on the ring then, shall he? No, we can only hope. <laughs> And then after that, we see uh, another match in the heavyweight tournament. We see uh, Genghis Kong versus the Misfit in a match that went 10 minutes, 22 seconds. What did you think of this match? A uh, good match. Uh, we saw a little bit of Genghis Kong earlier. We'd seen him in a tag match. We'd seen him uh, interfere in one of the, in the Dean Draven Adam Fakar match, which caused the tag match. But this is our first chance to see him one-on-one in the tournament. Uh, he was impressive. Yeah, uh, the misfit is no, uh, definitely no. He's not a rookie. He's not going to lie down for anybody. And oh, oof, scary, scary individual. Very scary looking guy. Uh, good in the ring, uh, and he was getting, almost taking a chunk out of Jenkins's head at one stage. Oh yeah, it looked like he was really getting into that head. Yeah, but uh, too powerful, too strong. Jenkins with the win. I'd, uh, I'd definitely be watching him in the tournament. 
Genghis hits the uh, big splash yeah. at the Ooh. very end. Oh, I felt that. <laughs> I, th- I, I think Misfits still like, feels it now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Big guy, old Genghis Kong. Uh, so then leads us into um, a promo from Shaz Namaste. Oh, very interesting. As I said, wonderful episode last week and in introducing his characters. This week we've got Shaz Namaste and uh, he's... Um, a character to say the least, but he looks extremely flexible. Remind me to uh, if, when I drop something behind the couch to see if he can give me a hand. Wow. But uh, he should be able to translate all of that in, into some uh, success in the ring. But it looks uh, deceiving. Like, if you were just to look at this guy, you would think, oh, this guy probably can't move. Um, you oh. know, so, just by looking at him. But then when you see some of the things that he's doing, I mean... I'm not saying I'm fit, but, geez, I feel very, very, very unfit watching this guy move about. Uh, he is light as a feather on his feet and, uh, well, doing flips in, uh, turns doing flips into an art form. Amazing. Uh, I definitely want to see more Shaz Namaste. Oh, definitely. And um, we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing more of Shaz uh, coming up. And then after this, we saw just a bit of highlights from Dean uh, versing the Misfit, uh, which is another match in the heavyweight tournament. Uh, just from the highlights that we were able to see, uh, looked like it was another match where Dean was able to, I guess, insert his uh, his experience and his authority on the heavyweight division. He, he's a powerhouse. He really is. Uh, technical prowess after years and years of experience in the ring. But... Uh, he just looks looks like he's going to run through an opponent. If they're not here to bring it, he's just going to destroy them, sit them down, make them tap. And obviously, uh, in that particular match, he comes out to, in the Black Panther. Yes, uh, and it, it looked very good. The Pantherine himself yep. uh, come out uh, in honour, obviously, of Black Panther. And uh, I'm surprised he didn't scream Wakanda forever before <laughs> attempting a diving headbutt. But in all seriousness, um, Dean, once again, impressive in the ring. Oh, definitely. Um, and, you know, after this, once again, another promo from um, everyone's favourite, Shane Saw. Um, you could probably guess what he's going to be talking about. Um, once again, he's uh, disgruntled at the... Uh, well, he's hard done by. ...management. Um, I don't know. I just don't think there's any way to please this guy unless you actually just give him a title. Yeah, and even then he'd probably complain. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm loving the uh, the promos on this show. We were talking about earlier on in the first episode how impressed I was with the editing, uh, with this pace and the structure of the show, of all the graphics, and yeah, they seem to be knowing how to mix it up with the actual matches, telling the story of where we're going in each tournament, introducing the characters, and showing the pro promos of the guys come out that the people we've already know uh people we've seen and the like i said the more i've seen a chainsaw the more i'm liking oh i'm gonna throw it out there three episodes in chainsaw's my favorite <laughs> oh for sure no he's um he's he speaks with a lot of passion that's for sure and you can tell that whatever he's saying he believes oh yeah, yeah he's got conviction in, in chainsaw yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then that leads us into the last uh, match of the night. Uh, Almas Taribre versus Nate Carlo. Match going 9 minutes, 23 seconds. Uh, which saw Almas hit him with uh, 
Patata del Muerte. Say it with me. Patata, Patata del oh. Muerte. The kick of death. Uh, not very interesting match between these two. Um, I just saw Nate Carlo. Nate Carlo. Carlo. So my mistake. Uh, wow. Very strong very, in the ring. Yeah, very Big impressive. power moves, massive lariats. Uh, but we saw Elmas take control um, early on. A little underhanded, but he worked that arm and worked that arm. And he ended up blocking that, uh, that short arm clothesline. Not before Nate got in a few of his own licks, though. Oh, for sure. I mean, Nate Carlo, um, what I didn't mention in that promo uh, of Nate Carlo talking, you see a little bit of a montage of uh, the people that he's been able to hit with. I guess you could say a Rainmaker type. Um, Very reminiscent of the, uh, uh, of the Rainmaker. And, uh, oh, geez, um, you know, Almas was lucky that he didn't get it done on him in this match. Um, Nate was going to go for it, but unfortunately... I tell you what, they hit that when uh, Nate hit him with the Olympic Slam. Oh, yes. Here they got some height and there was a big thud. And you audibly can hear the crowd. The air goes out. Not only have Elmas Terrible's lungs, mm. but the crowd as well. They saw that. Uh, surprised he kicked out of that, to be honest. But um, a big win in the tournament. Elmas Terrible. Uh, hey, a Muay Thai luchador. Go figure. In, a, in Western Sydney. Loving to see it. I want to see more of Elmas and Nate looking the goods. I've been um, lucky enough to actually uh, interview Elmas. Mm -hmm. Very interesting person. Very, um, very great story that he's got as well. So uh, I have listened to that podcast and I do recommend it out there for you guys if you haven't heard uh, Elliot's talk to Elmas Terrible. Yeah, so that um, finishes uh, episode three. Uh, for Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Uh, and now we come to the most recent episode, which is episode four. Conquer the Gauntlets. So uh, just before we get into this episode, I've got to say, uh, in my opinion, just the wrestling definitely went up a notch. Quality of wrestling went up a notch in this um, in this show, in this episode, Sean. Oh, look... Each episode has gotten better. Mm. They really have. Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan. What's, what more can I say? Uh, like I said, I'm loving the pacing of the shows. I'm loving the match placements. I'm loving the promos in between. I'm loving the characters. This one was no different. Yeah. Mean, we saw a great opening package. Uh, looks like Adam Adam Fakar and Elmas Terrible do not like each other. Shots fired. I just That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, something's happened between these two. Um, do you think it's just a professional rivalry or do you think there's a little bit more more to it could it be um you know our mess is a muay thai guy and uh, um you know adam's a mma guy possibly um bit of ego from both yeah. i'd say uh, a lot of ego by the looks of el master but he looks like the kind of guy who could probably get under your skin so yes adam being the uh, the proud man that he is probably doesn't want to stand for that kind of stuff also, it doesn't help that El Mass puts a picture of um, of Adam on a piñata and uh, kicks the piñata. Probably doesn't help his chances there of uh, getting a Christmas card from no. Adam. But uh, uh, hey, who am I? To, who am I to question a Mexican Muay Thai luchador's uh, thought process? No, and that actually is our first match um, in this episode. We've got Adam Fakar versus El Mass. The match going 8 minutes, 43 seconds. Um, look, I felt as though Elmas dominated 
Um, mm-hmm. A lot of this match, and he went for his finisher. What was his finisher called again? Patada de Muerte. And uh, it looked like Adam reversed it and into some sort of a like a um, anaconda vice, possibly. Oh, I, I tell you, I'm not sure exactly what he calls it, but I know I do not want to be stuck in it. I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I'm surprised it took El Masterible long enough to give up there because that, that looked incredibly painful. Um, but you're right, during the match, uh, El Mas definitely had the upper hand for a lot of it. How he got the upper hand, once again, may have been a little sneaky. Uh, Adam was definitely looking strong, but I sound like a broken record when I say hard hitting here. Jeez, these guys really, they hit, they hit each other. That kicking duel oh. between the two. Whoa, it almost got me thinking of Bloodsport. I love it. I thought the same thing too. Bloodsport, old Chico versus uh, uh, Frank Dukes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't think either would be, uh, be passed off as Jean-Claude Van Damme on the street. <laughs> However, those kicks could definitely land them somewhere because uh, no, they were they were kicking the hell out of each other. That would be that uh, MMA Muay Thai uh, back and forth they were talking yeah, about. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, Adam picking up the victory there in the heavyweight tournament, um, and then next we see an, another promo from everyone's favourite um, wrestler Shane Saw. Hey. He's my favourite, at least, on okay. this show so far. And um, hey, hey, hey did, did you not enjoy his promo once again? Look, I do. I, <laughs> I enjoy his promos. Um, you're not going to get a prize for guessing what he was um, complaining about. Um, once again, <laughs> Russell Strong Dojo Management. He's uh, hey, He's got a beanie's bonnet. You were right. He's, uh, he does believe that the Russell Strong Dojo Management is out to get him. Um, I, I can't argue with his facts at the moment. Well, he's not in the... Um, the heavyweight tournament? No. Uh, he was in the junior heavyweight. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't work out too well for him. But uh, well, like I said before, the more Shane saw, the happier I am. So if he does end up in the heavyweight tournament, hell, if he ends up in the in a women's division, I'm going to watch <laughs> Shane saw. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Well, obviously, he's, um, what is he, stranded in Japan or he's out? Hey, he's a cryptozoologist. Somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, who, who knows where else in the world he's been? Yeah. But this time he was in Japan, um, not not uh, not as far away as civilization as he thought. <laughs> and then uh, after this promo, we see um, Shaz Namaste um, basically talking about a yoga studio. Oh, and get finding his power. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I can't help it. As I said that, I know this is only an audio, but I did the hand signal as well. Oh, the, the more Shaz, the better. And I want to see. I want to see what he's going to bring, what that power brings to mm-hmm. him in the ring. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing it too, because from what I've seen from Shaz so far, I'm like, man, I can't wait to see this guy in action. Oh yeah, he's um, <laughs> as we introduced him in the last episode, we got more out of Shaz. We got to see his inspiration of what he wants to do in the ring. And I, I want to see that. I want to see yes. him in the ring. And then after that, we see our next match of this episode, uh, another heavyweight uh, tournament match with uh, Dean Draven versus D.B. Robinson. A match going 14 minutes, 25 seconds. And, uh, you know, once again, we have uh, Dean in a position where he's, you know, going to get the win. He heads up for what he looks like is going for his um, diving headbutt, only to be interrupted by Genghis Kong's music. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gives DB enough time to get under there and uh, 
do the old sit-down powerbomb and pick up the one, two, three. Impressive to actually be able to hold Dean up as far as he did too. That was a big powerbomb. Uh, he did take advantage of the distraction, but that's not to say that's in DB's game. Mm. Um, he dev- they shook hands after the match, and it was it was a really competitive match, uh, back and forth. Every time that uh, DB, the, young, the younger, more athletic opponent, looked like he was about to get the other upper hand, uh, the just incredible Dean Draven, the experience, the knowledge, the technical skills, the power yeah. would get him back either in control of the match or out of a sticky situation. Yes. I thought it was a great back and forth battle. Uh, I enjoyed all of it. Uh, some big, big moves, um, a couple of big German suplexes, uh, some strong stuff in the corner. Jeez. And mm. those chops from Dean Draven. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, you saw uh, what color um, DB's chest was? It definitely wasn't the same that he walked in. No. With. And he wasn't wearing like a red top or anything. Well, he well, unfortunately, he, he looked like he'd been sunburnt uh, and only one exact area uh, looking like Dean's hand. Like he, he um, put suntan lotion on everywhere else on his body except for that. Except for thing. an area that looks exactly like Dean's forearm yes. and hand. So um, probably would have to say too, the first real upset um, result yeah. in the heavyweight tournament. Yeah, no, the first time we saw... Uh, Dean really take a misstep in the tournament. Uh, we made sure DB saw an opportunity and took it. So DB looked like he's going to go far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Another impressive outing there by DB. Um, I'll just say quickly, like I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing from DB. Um, Powerful guy. Yeah. It might. It's a slender, slender frame. But all muscle. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you hear in, um, in the commentary, or was it when they announced him in the ring, he's a former powerlifter. And, hey, we saw it there, essentially lifting Dean straight off the top and slamming him almost through the mat. Like, oof. He's, yeah. a, he's a powerful, powerful guy. And he's straight-up athlete. Yes, definitely. Um, so that was another great match. And then that leads us into the final match of the episode, uh, which is the uh, final of the junior heavyweight uh, gauntlet tournament. And we're uh, witnessing his history there. Yes, we were. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to be commentating. Sounded great. Sounded great, Elliot. Thank I enjoyed much. it. Um, uh, obviously, Jake, the problem child, versus Alex Irvine. Match going 8 minutes, 34 seconds. You could probably say... Uh, bit of a controversial finish i definitely think you could say that uh i really really enjoyed this match uh i thought alex looked great uh, he, he, some of the moves he was pulling off the way he was able to get under jake's skin jake gibson uh has been around the block he's no slouch but alex was looking great in there and just unfortunate for him he hit his finish too yeah, yeah. he hit that finish that beautiful like uh, i think it's more of a, like a package ddt mm. Wonderful, uh, but Jake, the uh, he's gonna he's gonna win any way possible. Yeah, those feet up on the ropes. Referee didn't see it. Play to the whistle, my friend. And uh, look, I made the comment during commentary. Um, when you're watching the match, you can definitely see um, that Jake is getting really frustrated with the the wrestling style of Alex Irvine. Definitely, he's uh, he as he's trying to figure out what he's going to do. 
he can't really concentrate on what Alex is going to do, mm. which is mm. definitely to Alex's advantage. And he took advantage of it. Yeah, I thought they were both great. The crowd loves Alex Irvin. Oh, Absolutely sure. loves Alex. Jake Gibson, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> we you... definitely heard a, a few cat calls from the crowd. Yeah, a few disgruntled um, people there in the crowd. I, I don't think Jake cared, though. No, I think at the end he loved it quite clearly. Oh, quite clearly. And we saw an Australian legend uh, hand him over the title as well. So it's got uh, to be great for him. Oh, for sure. And, um, you know, as I said, a great match. Um, although Jake was able to, I feel as though, get the, rest, get the match more towards his style, that sort of strength, um, you know, that sort of brawler type um, mm. wrestling style, which unfortunately I felt as though Alex tried to... Um, and I tried to go with him, and I just felt as though he probably did him, didn't do himself any favours in trying to match um, Jake and his wrestling style. No, understandable. Instead of uh, he tried to fight fire with fire instead yeah. of sticking to his strengths. Yeah. Was and hey, he was only a whisper away, only oh. a whisper away. If it wasn't for, well, I'm sure Jake would say he's uh, the cunning of Jake Gibson. Yes, uh, Alex could have been the first one to wear gold, but as we saw, Jake Gibson, your first ever. Wrestle Strong Dojo Junior Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, and as you said, the very first champion mm. for Wrestle Strong Dojo. So uh, mark that down, guys. That's going to be in history. You watched the first ever title match and win on Wrestle Strong Dojo. And what do they say about it's only cheating if you get caught? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Play to the whistle. That's, it. That's what you got to do. If ref doesn't see it, didn't happen. Thankfully, we don't have um, you know the technology and wrestling to... Uh, review decisions so hey, hey that's up to wrestle strong dojo management okay we, we can't question them we're not chainsaw no exactly we are not chainsaw so we'll leave all the questioning of the um organization to chainsaw but anyway so that's um that's the first month first four episodes of wrestle strong dojo on fight tv sean your thoughts um every week i've enjoyed it more every week they've shown me New characters, introduce me to new people, uh, people that they have introduced to me, they've furthered my interest hmm. in them. I want to know who these people are. I want to I see them wrestle. I want to see where they're going with everything. Now, if I'm going to be um, a little critical of it, there has been a couple of audio issues sometimes. That's a minor, minor problem. Yep. Because everything else, the editing, the structure, the way the show's presented... The graphics, the people, the in-ring action, which is the most important part of a wrestling show, has been superb. And I know that there's just going to be more from them. I'm really looking forward to it. I want to see some more banjo powers. I definitely want to see some more chainsaw. Shaz Namaste, really interesting to me. El Masterible, who doesn't love a man in a mask? Look at him. Looks great. DB, looking good. Looking great. I want to see more of his in-ring. I want to see more of his character come out too. Yeah. I want to see some more of Adam Fakar. He looks like he can really go on the mat. Yeah. I want to see Dean Draven, yet to be unimpressed by this man. Mm -hmm. Everybody I've seen, Awkward Alex, so fantastic in the ring, such a quirky kind of guy. Nate Carlo, wonderful, wonderful <laughs> Just disposi disposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'm interested to see how he can turn what he is outside of the ring into that animal 
in the ring. Yeah. I want to see some Rebecca Rumble. I want to see some Mendy Meltdown. I need some more Vanilla Killer Ryan Miller. Oh, yes. If I have missed anybody, that's my own damn fault because they're all really cool. I can't wait to watch another episode. Very exciting. Another great thing to know is that a lot of these wrestlers are actually products from the local Penrith area. Yeah. Uh, what, what can you say? The uh, WrestleStrong Dojo themselves are producing a lot of these wrestlers. So, yes, some of them have been around for a while. Some of them have come from other areas. Mm. But uh, they've managed to produce some of their own talent, find their own talent, if you will. And they're looking great. Yes. Uh, if you've got, if you ever get a chance to, make sure you keep up with them on Facebook. Make sure you come up with them on Instagram and Twitter, because uh, they do a lot of shows in the local areas. Mm. And to be in the crowd for it, I can tell you right now, is amazing. Yeah, it's great. I've been in the crowd too. Fantastic feeling. Uh, local product. Um, just quickly, what have we got to look forward to in the next episode? Well, next episode we've got is uh, episode five coming in. It's gonna. Well, I'm really interested in it. We've got. A main event tag team match. We've got Banjo Powers with Elmas Terrible up against Dean Draven and Ryuku Dingo Dog. Wow. Big star from Japan. He's been in All Japan, New Japan, Dragon Gate, Noah, Zero One. Everyone you can think of in Japan, he has wrestled and he has succeeded. Just being able to see him on WrestleStrong Dojo. In a big match like that, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. To, I'm definitely looking forward to see the team of um, Al Mass and Banjo. I'm really looking forward to seeing them two together. Looks like a a, a combination of egos by the look of it. But uh, yeah, so episode five will be who let the dog out. And uh, look, there's going to be some great action. We know it. But that main event is definitely something to look forward to. I'm pumped for it. I've been looking looking forward to each episode every week, Sunday, 9 p.m., Sydney time, Fight TV. And yeah, once uh, just quickly, another couple of heavyweight matches on the card as well. Yep, we are going to see, uh, well, Genghis Kong versus Nate Carlo, Carlo, which should be, as we That'll saw. That'll be a great match. That's going to be a banger. And uh, I believe we're going to have a couple of debuts as well. And an area, and a surprise match in the second match. So I don't want to let anything out. Uh, I know what's going, or the matches that are going to happen, mm. but I want to watch them just yeah. like you will on a Sunday night. Excellent. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on and uh, reviewing the last um, month of Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. I'm looking forward to doing this again. Thank you very much. It was great to have me, and uh, I can't wait to watch some more, take some notes, and speak with you again. Sounds good. So just remember, Wrestle Strong Dojo on Fight TV. Download the app. They're there every Sunday. New episodes, nine o'clock. Looking and forward to it. Don't forget, follow them on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, follow them on Instagram. And that's it from the Wrestle Strong podcast. Hope you have a good day. <laughs>